Are you an entrepreneur looking to scale your venture? Do you have ideas on how to take Canadian entrepreneurship to new heights? Join more than 2,000 entrepreneurs, investors, industry, and government leaders in Ottawa on October 19th at Startup Canada Day on the Hill. Keynotes, workshops, hackathons, startup, scale-up, and skill stages, growth partner zones, and a mentor genius zone. Get plugged into the Canadian entrepreneurship community in one place, all in one day. Scale your startup and have your say through the most influential and high-impact event in Canada's entrepreneurship community. Get your tickets today to the Startup Canada Day on the Hill on October 19th. For more information, visit startupday.ca. The Startup Canada Awards recognizes excellence in Canada's entrepreneurship community. This year, we invite you to join us at one of six regional celebrations across Canada. Join us in Ottawa on August 24th, Montreal on September 12th, Kamloops September 15th, Fredericton on September 17th, Whitehorse on September 19th, and Edmonton on September 21st. And join us at the grand finale in Ottawa on October 19th as part of the Startup Canada Day on the Hill. Come celebrate alongside the movers and shakers of Canada's entrepreneurship community. Visit startupaward.ca for more information and get your tickets now. Hi, I'm Rob Villeneuve, CEO of Rebel.com and Startup Canada Fellow for Culture and Engagement. Team activities that draw out and act on feedback can really help to unite employees. At Rebel, we are big on agile retrospectives, which are just simple activities that help teams to reveal, explore, and solve hidden challenges together. One of our favorite activities is a game called Mad Sad Glad, where each team member shares specific instances that made them feel angry, upset, or happy by placing a post-it note on a wall. We then review everyone's contributions, group similar sentiments, and vote on a few specific topics to do a deeper dive on. This kind of activity is great to get feedback from the quieter members of the team, and it really drives team-led self-improvement. The team concludes Mad Sad Glad by committing to SMART goals, which are specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. We check in as a team the following week to see if the changes have made a positive impact. The key takeaway? Be sure to give your teams the tools they need to identify and solve their own challenges together. Learn how to get the most of your payments through simple, safe, and smart card transactions. Visit MasterYourCard.org forward slash Canada for tips to master small business security. Master your card with MasterCard Canada. Are you ready to plan for the future? Build the financial foundations for your business with Intuit QuickBooks Startup Foundations. Enroll in the online Startup Foundations workshop and receive a free one-year subscription to Intuit QuickBooks Online. Visit bit.ly forward slash startup foundations. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash startup foundations today to register for free. Traveling for business will never be the same. With Rogers Roam Like Home, you can now stay connected to your business just like you do at home when you use Roam Like Home with your Share Everything for Business plan. For just $5 a day in the United States and $10 a day internationally, you can use your data as you would at home and receive unlimited calling and messaging to Canadian and local numbers with no roaming charges. To learn more, visit rogers.com forward slash small business.
Gear to give you a first-hand glimpse into the future of Canadian business. It's Rivers Corbett on the Startup Canada podcast. Welcome to the Startup Canada podcast, a show serving Canada's entrepreneurship community. On this show, we connect you with the most innovative and entrepreneurial movers, shakers, and change makers across Canada. With day-in-the-life stories and in-their-shoes experiences, we dive into the true grit of running startup and scale-up companies and those driving the entrepreneurial movement. The Startup Canada podcast show is a production of Startup Canada, the national rallying community for Canada's 2.3 million entrepreneurs. If you are a regular show listener, welcome back. If you're new to the program, hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and Google Play Music and visit startupcan.ca to connect with both your local startup community and to join Startup Canada to access training, resources, and a peer network to grow your success. I am your host, Rivers Corbett. If you're looking to access the best-in-class mastermind group, then I invite you to join my own Rockstar Mastermind. We teach people how to learn and build a successful company from scratch. Visit therockstarmastermind.com for more information. This is Anara Simpson, Global Ambassador for Technovation and Special Advisor to Mozilla on Women, Girls, and Technology. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Tighten your seatbelts because this is going to be a rocket ship ride. I'm just so excited to have Anara Simpson on our show today. This Silicon Valley-based entrepreneur has dedicated her career to change the status quo for women in tech. She's currently a special advisor on women, girls, and technology to Mozilla and is the global ambassador for Technovation, a global entrepreneurship technology program for girls. In just four years, Anara has grown Technovation to support girls in more than 100 countries think you're busy with the skills they need to change the world. Anara's leadership has been recognized in her home, Canada, the United States, and abroad. And in 2017, she received the Silicon Valley Business Journal's Women of Influence Award and the GSMA Global Mobile Leadership Award for Outstanding Contributions to Close the Gender Gap, to name just a few. I love, love the, the, the amazing guests we have on the Startup Canada podcast show. Our crew does a great job. And in today's podcast, Anara is going to tell us how her journey as a startup entrepreneur led her to empower women and girls in tech around the world. Welcome to the show, Anara. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes. So where are you sitting today? What part of the world are you sitting in? I'm sitting in lovely San Francisco Bay. (laughs) All right. Love it there. Very, very cool. Well, Lenar, we're going to go on a little bit of a journey with regards to conversation about you and your magical work. And, and I know where we're going, but you know, what do you want our listeners to take away from from the conversation that we're going to have today? Uh, Sure. So the, your listeners will probably be startup entrepreneurs and, and others. And I think the, the main thing is that, um, you know, if one has a vision or an idea that is important to them, uh, then the, the whole point is to follow it through with, um, with sort of grit and passion and conviction, uh, because it may just make a difference to a handful of people, or it may make a difference to, you know, hundreds of thousands of people. But the point is that that sense of purpose uh, is what is 
what is worth pursuing. So it doesn't matter whether your startup is small, big, medium, uh, but the fact that you're doing it and that you believe in it, <clears throat> I think is, is, is what you want from the world. Is that, uh, is that a, a, in your opinion, the point where, you know, the, the real successes continue on when things are tough because of that purpose? I, I think so. I think so completely. Um, nothing in life is easy. Uh, but if you have that, that true north, right, and if you have that sense of direction, mm. are you going to be able to find a way through it and then get bigger and better at it, hopefully, uh, as, you, as you keep going towards it? Well, it's it's so true. We see so many people doing businesses for the proverbial money, and uh, and then when things don't go their way, all of a sudden the 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 uh, the raison d'etre ultimately leaves, and and away goes the business. And and uh, I don't think that's what we're here on earth to do. Yes, we're here to to make some money, but also to serve some purpose. So I love that you've uh, you've reinforced that. Um, you've started and ran a business in Silicon Valley. Can you explain to us what experience as a as a woman on entrepreneur and a male dominated tech ecosystem have influenced the work that, that, that you're doing today? Right. So my, my startup was uh, a small startup called Parallel Earth. And basically what we did or the idea behind that was to say, um, you know, social media was really gearing up at that time about five years ago. And we thought that um, bring, you know, crowdsourcing and curating social media around events so, you know, for example, events like Eid that was just yesterday or Super Bowl mm. or Cinco de Mayo. So you you crowdsource and curate all the social media feeds uh, and then you can geofence it. Uh, so then you can serve ads that are very, um, uh, you know, they're meaningful to the people who are then in that location. So showing San Francisco and be crowdsourced and, and curated the Pride Parade, for example, then, you know, we could serve ads to the geofence location of San Francisco and the ads mm -hmm. would then generate revenue. And it's, it's sort of, it did two things. Uh, number one, clearly ads generate revenue. But number two, and I think more important to me, was it, it highlighted events that maybe in the past were never highlighted in the main uh, news stream media, right? I mean, E, right. for example, has now become big. But five or 10 years ago, Eve was never even thought of or mentioned, right? And it's been going on for hundreds of years. So um, that, was the, that was the idea behind my um, startup. And I think, uh, you know, we ran into trouble because we we're very small uh, in a very competitive space for um, uh, development teams like software engineers and, and uh, you know, front and back end engineers. And I think that's where we ran into trouble was not enough, uh, not enough resources for teams. Uh, and even though people were interested in talking to our company and, and seeing, you know, whether it was a potential sort of aqua hire or, you know, uh, acquisition at the end, at the end of maybe a year or so, uh, the team, I felt we weren't there and we couldn't move fast and um, far enough. Um, so that, that was a realization for me. And I think that, um, you know, that, that's something that a startup goes through. Um, any startup, not necessarily a woman entrepreneur startup, um, but that's sort of the stage that we were at. Yeah, very, and, very, very cool. And, and the nice Sorry, part, keep going. And the nice part is that actually it's gratifying to know that four years later, Twitter actually did exactly the same model. <laughs> they went to events, they're, they're monetizing based on, on, on events and geofencing them and saying, so yeah. So in, in a way, it's fantastic. I was, you know, a bit too early for the market at that time. 
and that market window fit is you know super important to 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 keep in mind very cool what was the first event that you ever covered um hmm i have to think of that but i know uh <laughs> international women's day was a big one um and then we did all kinds we did the auto car show any event you know we went through sure the yeah, of course event. Yeah, and it was really fun actually uh, to do it. But yeah, they, oh, 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 I know the first one. I'm sorry, how could I even forget? It was the Cal Stanford <laughs> football game, and there's okay. a big rivalry between those two. And so we thought if we could catch that, um, we could do all the all the college football games like that, right? And and clearly you could geofence those very easily. Um, so yes. yeah, yeah. For our, for our audience that doesn't understand what geofence means, can you uh, can you can you give us your definition of it? Sure. So geofence simply means uh, geographically fence. So you know, if the event Pride was happening in you know it's happening everywhere in the world, but in San Francisco, you could then have all your social media local. So it would be a, a curated feed of social media that was local to the Pride parade in San Francisco. And then it makes right. sense for advertisers to say, hey, we've got free ice cream here. Or, you know, you get two for one, um, I don't know, Thai soup or so, sure. so it's local. It makes it local. So uh, and how do you I mean, this is very cool because what you what you really did is you brought it down to a level that the small uh, beginning uh, uh, or just a small operation can participate. It isn't for the, uh, you know, the Apple ads of the world. It's for the, the ice cream shop also. Correct. It's for everybody. It's for the local vendors, um, you know, the big and medium sized companies, because clearly they're everywhere and they have stores everywhere. And so they could then sure. participate in this in, 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 a, in a nice way. Oh, that is so awesome. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about the, the Technovation Challenge program. You grew its reach from one to 100 countries in four years. And uh, why I'm particularly interested in this, I'm working with an initiative with a uh, with a film producer here in uh, my part of the world where we want to grow it big. So I'm very interested. In, you know, how did you do this? Grow it from one to 100? <laughs> what, what, what was your strategy? That's I'm, I got my pen out. I'm ready to go on this one. <laughs> So, so uh, this started when I was talking to the founder of Technovation. I had just finished mentoring the first cohort, um, yes. and I, and my experience was like amazing. I had a, I was not, you know, I was not a willing participant. I was not ready to go and mentor, you know, five girls. I was doing my startup. I was pulling up my hair, and the last thing I wanted to do was go and mentor five girls, right, uh, at a Google <laughs> at a Google boardroom in Mountain View. Um, uh, two days a week for three months. So, um, that, you know, it started off like that. Uh, I was sort of um, strong-armed into it. But three months later, let me tell you, Rivers, my mind changed. I was completely blown away because what I saw was the five girls that had been assigned to me from Mountain View High School, they blossomed. Yes. They blossomed nice. like a flower under, under this three-month um, uh, program. And this happened not only for my girls, but, you know, for the for the 20 teams that were in the class there with me. Um, yes. And, and my experience was amazing. And clearly, you know, I'm a type A. So when I got to these girls, I said, hey, I'm not wasting my time. I've got a startup. This is a competition. <laughs> we're going to yeah. win. And so they just yes. looked at me and they rolled their eyes and said, oh, you know, who is she? We're not. We don't <laughs> want to be here either. You know, our, our science teacher made us or our mom made us, whatever. And so it was like not a, not a sort of auspicious beginning. But we did win. We persevered. We bonded. We understood what was happening. 
and my my life changed. And so then I was talking to the founder after, and I said, you know, this is amazing. I mean, this is a fantastic program. If you ever need me again to be a mentor or whatever, just let me know. I'm all in. And she said, yeah, but rather than me a mentor, you know, I want to do two things. I want to grow the program globally. But I also have a big problem because, you know, the curriculum at that point was being delivered uh, by an instructor in front of the class. But to go global, mm. we need to stick this on online and everything we look at is super expensive or just a small startup. So um, it became it, it began very sort of just a conversation. And my husband was an executive at Mozilla at that time. And I was just mentioning to him at the dinner table, um, you know, it's such a challenge. Like, how do we put the curriculum online? And he said, not a problem. I know somebody at Mozilla who's doing exactly that, and they're open, and they're really looking forward to, you know. Anyway, he made the connection for me, so we got the curriculum online for free at P2P University uh, with the help of Mozilla. And then I said to her, well, global is no problem. You know, I come from Kenya. I've lived in Canada, and I know a few people here and there. So let's, you know, we've got three countries right away, right? Kenya, Canada, and the U.S. And I really, really reversed. I had no clue that I could take it global. But I said, we've got three countries. Let's start there. In the first yeah. year, we were in 18 countries. Second year, we were in 34. Third year, we were, I think, at, we surpassed 72. And today, we're at 100. And, the, and the, there is no magic. It's, you know, the first year, it was cold calls. People I knew. So friends and family in Kenya. Uh, people I knew in Canada. Uh, and cold calls through LinkedIn. And then I got smarter because I was also part of the um, U.S. State Department. Uh, tech women program and they bring in women from 21 countries and so I thought hey this is a great opportunity they come here for three weeks of mentoring but when they go back they have to pay it forward right and so I, I would wine and dine them at our house in Saratoga and uh, when they went back I would twist their arm and say remember me I fed you I took you here I took you there can you start technology in your country and lo and behold it worked and so that partnership with uh, the U.S. State Department's Tech Women program really flourished. And from then on, uh, I continued to do it, you know, looked at partnerships at the U.N., looked at partnerships at US, uh, UNESCO, uh, et cetera, and also kept doing, um, you know, cold calls through LinkedIn, et cetera. And then Rivers, basically everywhere I went, um, you know, whether it was with my husband's travels or any circles I was in, no matter where I was, I just talked to people about tech innovation. And the funny thing is, People loved it. The more I yes. talked, the more they loved it. And so today, um, you know, we're in 100 countries and really the big push is to go further and deeper. So in Canada, you know, we, we did it in Burnaby uh, three years ago. Today, we're, we're so, so well established in, in three uh, areas, uh, Simon Fraser University, Carleton University, uh, Montreal and, and Calgary. But right now I'm having conversations uh, with, um, you know, the government of Canada and the Ministry of Innovation to say, hey, we need to be in every city in Canada. And so mm -hmm. it's, just, it's just perseverance. And I'm hoping that this podcast yes. <laughs> remind people that we want to go big and deep and reach every girl in Canada. Uh, for this Of course. Person. Well, that's that's so epic. Congratulations on that journey. And a couple of things came out of this. It was one, if I'm not correct, Minister Baines is the innovation minister for Canada. Yes. And Minister Baines is in from British Columbia. Uh, I think so. I'm I'm not sure. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, well, you're lucky. You're lucky. I think you're lucky. Well, if, if, uh, you, you know a bit of that part of the world, so that's good. But the but the other thing what I love about what you've done here, Anar, is that uh, you know I, when when I I've been an entrepreneur for many years, and I remember when I started my one of my first businesses uh, that that went well, and uh, somebody asked me, said, "How do you market your business?" And I said, "I just opened my mouth," and that's exactly what you did. You exactly. just talked about it, talked about it, and they told two people who told two people. So so it's right. it's such a reinforcement of don't forget to talk about what it is you're trying to do. So congratulations on that. I love that you've uh, you've done that. But let's go back to a couple of those girls that you had the the privilege of uh, of working with when you first started off. Is there any stories that have come from them in particular? One or two that you can say this girl went on to do this and 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 so on. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the the idea, you know, about technovation is that we ask the girls uh, to look around them and see if there's something in their part of the world around them, right, locally, yes. uh, that they think that that is a problem and that this problem can be solved by using uh, by by creating a, an app for a mobile phone. And then we teach them how to write the app for the mobile phone. It's really pseudocode. You know, it's more like Lego. Uh, but they get the yes. idea, right? Of how to I love do it. it. Yeah. And, but it's so simple. We bring it back to our childhood, isn't it? How you, it's, so, it's like Lego. Yeah. And everybody, everybody here, by the way, listening to this podcast is nodding their head because we all know about Lego. I love it, it. It's like Lego. And then around that, right? So that's sort of the core. The, the uh, you know, it, it's actually uh, MIT's app inventor. Uh, so it's very pseudocode. And then wrapped around that is this whole idea of the lean startup cycle. So, yes. you know, we, we give them um, these ideas about, okay, so how big is your problem? What's the size of it? Right. Uh, you right. know, what's the market size? And who, who uh. is your competitor? Um, how are you going to be better than them? What's your edge? Um, you know, how are you going to grow? You know, can you pitch? Can you present? Um, what is your future growth strategy? What is your customer acquisition strategy? So at that age, right, and we're talking about girls between the ages of, eight to 18. So wow. what we realized, you know, we've done this for a while. And what we realized is that we want to get to the girls when they're very young, you know, mm -hmm. as early as eight, because after 18, their minds are set. Are set. And what right. we're trying to do is to say, okay, look, we're building a pipeline of these young girls to enter STEM careers. So when they go to colleges or when they go to universities, they already have this tech entrepreneurship uh, right. awareness in them. And uh, so the, the two that stand out for me, uh, you know, came in early on. Uh, the first one was the one who actually won this competition uh, a few years ago. And it was a team from Nigeria, Lagos, Nigeria. And what they did, uh, you know, is on the level of what the Gates Foundation is trying to do. So I don't know if you know, but the Gates Foundation is very, um, you know, one of their initiatives is, is to look at. Uh, sanitation around the world, right? How, how do we do it so that a lot of people have access to it, number one, and then yes. there aren't, aren't, aren't diseases that are, are stemming from lack of it, right? Yes. Well, so these girls, like, you know, they live in Lagos and in like in many parts of the world, there isn't enough sanitation facilities. So they came up with this app idea, which is very simple. It's like the Airbnb for toilets. And I know it sounds cliche, but at that time, it actually made sense and actually makes sense of today. Of course it does. Yes, of course. So you, you know, in my house, I have three, maybe two and a half bathrooms, and you probably have one and a half, two and a half, three and a half bathrooms, right? And yes. so a lot of people yeah. have them. And in Lagos, a lot of people have outhouses that are attached to their houses. Now, 
our, our outhouses, our bathrooms are not used 24-7, right? So they yes. thought, what if we make an app that crowdsourced um, outhouses where, and people would be willing to let other people use right, their outhouse for you know, two shillings or three shillings, and they'd make a little bit of money on a resource that wasn't being used, and the people who really needed to use it could, could, could you know, get somewhere. And we're talking about people who travel you know, four miles to get to work, right? Or, yes. Um, so, they, so the idea took off really well, and, and the city of Lagos was sort of interested in it. And that's a real problem. Those girls solved a real problem, right, with a mobile app that, that will make a real difference um, in, in their city. Um, and then the second one is, is actually something that's, you know, that's stayed with me uh, ever since. This was a very young team from Yemen, right? That part of yes. the world where, yes. like a lot of other parts of the world, um, arranged marriages are, are normal. Uh, and arranged marriages for very, very young girls, right, at the age of 12. And so their app, and it was really, it was really an, uh, sort of uh, an app to raise awareness, was all about why they shouldn't, why young girls shouldn't be married off at the age of 12. And so it went through all these pros and cons. There weren't any pros. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't of, imagine, was, exactly. <laughs> right? But there were a lot of cons about why, um, you know, a society in Yemen should not marry off girls so young. And these, so the thing, the whole point about this is the girls are thinking of the problems themselves. It's their community. It's them. It's what's around them. Now, there's lots of other ones that they build. And you, if you go to our website, you'll see hundreds, right, um, if not more, of these apps. Uh, but those two have, have sort of really stayed with me. What's the website address to unearth so we make sure we get that before we do anything else? Uh, if you go onto you, YouTube and just type yep. Technovation Challenge, you'll see gazillion apps with yeah. girls. So, yeah, it's very easy. A gazillion. YouTube. I love it. <laughs> Imagine. What, there's a couple of things that come out of this. First of all, what I love about what you just talked about with regards to that story was how you, how you went into this situation with these five young women not really having expectations, doing what you love to do, which is contributing and helping out, but really not knowing where you were going to go with it except to help out these five individuals and how how – how one you were transformed as somebody that was helping uh, and contributing, but then how you helped to take it to that next level, where now it's in over a hundred countries around the world. So I think I think it's a great lesson in life experiences and life's contributions, and uh, ultimately life impact that uh, that has happened. And I think that's very cool. The other thing that happened with regards to that toilet uh, example, you know, so many times when we're looking at solving big problems. We think the world has our big problems when in reality, their big problems are our small problems. And so when we're looking for opportunities to serve others in other countries that uh, we have to make sure we transport ourselves to what their needs are, not necessarily what we think that their needs are. So I, I so much appreciate you uh, you, you carrying that uh, that on for us and, and expressing that. And I want to I want to break down a little bit more uh, the gender barriers, um, or what, what you do, what are, what are, what, sorry, what can our listeners do today to break down the gender barriers within their companies? Is there any, is there any approach that you find has, uh, has, has worked with people or companies you've run across? Um, you know, what, what's, what's kind of some, some, uh, on our advice on how to break down those gender barriers? 
Right. So, I mean, you know, implicit or um, inherent bias exists in all of us. It's just there. Mm. And I mm-hmm. think that um, companies uh, who are successful at sort of overcoming that, they start early. They start very early before they hit that uh, explosive growth stage. Because then it's mm. really hard to play catch up at that point. Because then, you know, you have a process where, um, you know, somebody who is hired as a uh, junior software engineer, they have to go through the steps and then they become senior and then they become staff, et cetera, right? So there's this whole process. But if you haven't uh, haven't had these um, sort of uh, diversity and inclusion practices in place when you first started very early on, it's going to be very hard to catch up because it's almost impossible because your growth, you know, your growth just does not allow you to do that because how do you, if you didn't have enough women at the very start or you didn't employ them, and 10 years later, you realize there aren't enough women engineers in the senior levels. Well, it's hard to hire them at the senior level, right? Because remember, all these other ones progressed, right? From, from junior to mid to senior to staff, to, right? So that's, that's, a key, that's key to know that, that there is a real uh, problem there. Start early, start early and, and, and be very, very um, sort of um, conscious of, of what you're doing and how you're doing it. Um, and, and then the other one is just, you know, um, finding creative ways uh, to, to make sure that this um, representation of your workforce uh, is representing society. Because if you don't, uh, the bottom line will also be affected, right? I mean, you won't have half the ideas uh, that are generated by half of the world, right? Right on. Mankind yes. is made of men and women. And so if you want to serve, if your products want to serve everybody and you want to, you know, have that, um, you kind of have to have that input uh, in there. There is no magic bullet reverse. Uh, this, yeah, there really know, isn't. There, this realization it has now come to the fore. Um, I think that what's happening in Silicon Valley always um, is sort of uh, it, it sort of uh, has ripples around the world. And so, what's currently happened will definitely have ripples around the world, and it's for the good, right? It, it shines light on something that isn't going well. Uh, but because it's happening in Silicon Valley and how they are are responding to it, uh, well, then yes. other people's ideas about, okay, well, we probably should start here or we should do this because clearly, you know, it's been, an example has been set. Yeah, I love it. Well, it's 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 it really is about dialogue, isn't it? Once you get the dialogue moving, I mean, look, I'm 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 going to bring in the environment here as an example, as a parallel. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, going up and down the St. John River, where I'm close by, they get rid of the garbage by throwing it overboard because then it went away, yeah. and, and and then you know, and yet you thought nothing about it. You were just being a clean thing, throwing it in the river. Well, that's where you put it. It's, it's and, and but it, but I love the fact that it's just dialogue, dialogue, and the more people. People get behind that dialogue, the more the issue becomes of light, and the more people start to address those particular issues. So, I think it's really cool that you reference that point, and it can go even deeper when it comes to cultural uh, differences in, uh, in in organizations. Also, um, uh, if, if you've got to start early, if indeed you're particularly going to be building a global organization to include uh, insights and people from uh, other cultures besides our own. So, I, I think that's a really awesome point that you've uh, that you've made. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the time where we need to take a very quick break, but we will be right back with more from our amazing guests. Stay tuned. 
As an entrepreneur, you're always looking for ways to work smarter, faster, simpler, and better. Grow your business your way with transformative tech like Microsoft Azure, Office 365, Windows 10, and more. Visit modernbiz.ca, that's modernbiz.ca, and see how Microsoft can help you run your business anytime, anywhere. Canadian-born business One by Sun creates and sells a unique collection of printed yoga mats, tote bags, pouches, and prints, from original hand-painted designs to customers across Canada, the United States, and Australia. When their products are out for delivery, it's important for their customers to have total visibility to ensure their packages are delivered on time, no matter where their customer is located. UPS Canada helps customers track their shipments 24 hours a day, seven days a week, while co-owners Evangelina and Jamal can focus on growing their business. Join the UPS Small Business Program to get support on your unique supply chain needs. Plus, save 40% off shipping. Visit ups.com forward slash my business. Thank you to our sponsors. And we are back. So let, let's kind of uh, let's kind of talk about technology. It's drastically changing the way that people live, work, and play. That's for sure. Uh, and uh, I guess debate could be whether that's good or bad. But uh, I personally think it's great. And what, what, does a, what does a future designed by women and girls look like to you? I can't wait to hear this answer. Uh, well, the answer is um, we're going to be waiting a long time because we're not even there yet. There is right now the fu- a future designed by women and girls is somewhere out there. <laughs> okay, there, fair you know, enough. Yep. Right, right. We're, yeah. we're not there. We're approaching right. that. Uh, yes. We are approaching that. Uh, but you can imagine that the um, – yeah, Let's imagine. Let's imagine what uh, would it look like. Right, that, that the products and services would be more diverse. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and and more appealing to, to, to both sides, right? Uh, or to all the people that live on the earth, right? Um, and that mm. they, would, they would have a say uh, in, in, in a color or a fabric or a shape. Um, mm. And we don't know what it would be, right? Because there hasn't been that chance <laughs> for it to happen as much as we would like to see. But I mean, the, you know, the stark reality is that a lot of women, I mean, a lot of women are still still doing labor work they're still bringing water and 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 spending a great amount of their time just to keep the family unit going right 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 well we're missing their contributions to sort of our society Mm. because they're doing not necessarily drudgery work but work that really takes up so much time that they can't contribute right uh to, Mm -hmm. to to the way that we are and and that's in more than half the world rivers so, so you know, I, I don't see this as, as something that'll sort of happen tomorrow. But when and when and when and if it'll happen, yes, then we would see quite quite a shift, right? Quite a shift because the input would be from, uh, uh, you know, there's left and right sides of the brain. Then the input yes. would be from left and right sides of the human right. uh, human being, right? So, yeah, that's a wonderful perspective. Thank you on that. So. Um, what uh, you know, we talked about technovation a little earlier, and I'm just uh, really, really encouraged by the work that's happening with your group. And I know it's a team effort. Um, um, it's to uh, what, what roles are playing in developing nations beyond the best practices that you've seen, and you know, you talk about women carrying water and so on. What what is uh, is how is it affecting the nations in general, or the communities, or the towns, or villages uh, that you're uh, making? An impact on. I, I, I am very, very, um, I'm very sort of uh, honored 
about what is happening. And, and I'm very sort of, um, you know, supported by what's happening globally with tech innovation, because what's really happening at Rivers is communities are building. So let me give you a really specific example. Um, in Kenya, a tech innovation has grown amazingly. It's in 57 counties in Kenya. And uh, the story of tech innovation in Kenya is uh, very dear to me. I'm from Kenya, so I was an immigrant from Nairobi to Calgary uh, in okay. 1979. So, you know, Kenya has a meaning for me. Um, of course. And then the Tech Women Program brought in, um, you know, I told you, uh, tech uh, senior t uh, women in technology from many countries. One of those countries happened to be Kenya. So, of course, I made complete connections with the Kenyan women when they came and um, like I said to you before, wind and dine them <laughs> and show them a really good time when they were here. And sure. when they went back, um, I was on their case. Like, we got to get technovation <laughs> in Canada, in Kenya. You got to help me. We got to do it. And it wasn't easy because these are just uh, women doing their job, right, at at their their companies in Kenya. It's not like they knew everybody. It's not like they have a big network or they, they're influential and can contact anybody, right? So it was a very hands-on um, grassroots uh, approach. And in the first year, um, you know, this woman called Josephine Dambuki, uh, she and I bonded and she said, yeah, I'll, I'll start Technovation uh, with the help of my company, Safaricom, uh, in Kenya. But, you know, I don't know a VC and we'd like to have some people. I don't know where I'll get the girls. And so I made all the connections from San Francisco to Kenya <laughs> to get this That's done incredible. With, with her help, right? So I, I connected yes. her to BC and then I connected her to another organization that could bring in the girls and then another organization that could sort of send in a judge, et cetera. So we did this the first year and it was a little shaky, but she pulled it off. In the second year, she kind of had it in shape. In the third year, oh my God. And if I could replicate <laughs> the model of what's happened in Kenya around the world, then let me tell you, I, I, I would have accomplished whatever I wanted to in life because that's the model. Because here's what's happened. In Kenya, there is now a vibrant, a vibrant community of technovation. It's made up of Love it. Yeah, uh, mentors like Josephine, right? Uh, and regional coordinators, so you need one key person, right? And so they, they do it, they rotate it every year. A new person from Safaricom becomes a regional ambassador in Kenya. But the very important part is the following. They bring girls from 57 counties in Kenya, which means girls uh, all across Kenya are now aware of this program and can partake of this program. That's one. So it's the girls. Number two, it's women. So women in technology careers not only come to mentor, but they grow because now they're part of this network. And so they have each mm. other that they can work with. They have to work with the girls. And, and you know, number three is the community. So the parents come in. The parents come in for the... Uh, regional pitch event, you know, Technovation is a competition, right? So you, you learn the program for three months, then you, uh, you, uh, you compete at the, at the regional level and then at the national level. And then if you, if you win that, you come to Silicon Valley and do the world pitch. And so um, at all those levels, it's a community building effort. And Safaricom, so the private industry in Kenya, Safaricom has brought in other, other people as well, is a huge supporter of, of technovation. So on a global scale, we are making an impact. And you know, the GSMA award that I won, it's because I keep going to all the people and, and sometimes begging and pleading and saying, look, Safari comes like a telco. There's so many telcos, that, you know, Vodafone, the other ones, can they all sort of 
um, you know, imitate what Safaricom did, and you'll see it'll be a uh, it'll be a vibrant community that really is building a pipeline of young girls to enter STEM careers. And sometimes a model really fits. Sometimes the governments love it. Uh, we were mentioned in the United Nations High Level Panel for Women's Economic Empowerment. You know, as as a program that's really good for girls worldwide. So I think we're getting there. But that's what that that's what keeps me going is that we are reaching girls from Azerbaijan to Zimbabwe. And to me, that's, you know, that's the strength of a small group of people in Silicon Valley to be able to make a difference uh, to girls around the world. And girls are connected to families, which are connected to communities, which are connected to countries, which are connected to nations. And that's, uh, which is connected to the world. Which might make a difference, you know. (laughs) Which just might make a difference. That's so cool. Tell me, Anar, what's your favorite book on the entire planet that if you had to tell these girls, um, I'm only allowed to recommend one book to you ladies, uh, young women. Uh, Can you please read this book? Because I think it's an important book. You know, I thought about that. And um, I don't know if I have a book. (laughs) Anar, that's not supposed to happen in this interview. You're supposed to have a book. (laughs) (laughs) I, I thought really hard about this. And the thing is, in different phases of my life, I've liked different books, right? And I think, um, and I just read for pleasure because in my day and where I live, I'm inundated with um, stuff that's happening locally and and sort of nationally. So, you know, aside from being um, blasted by the New York Times and the latest tweets and the (laughs) um, economists, et cetera, I like to go to bed not not wanting to think about that. So my favorite authors um, are are people like uh, Michael Londacci, Guy Gabriel Kay. Um, uh, you know, so I, I read those uh, Alexander Nicole Smith. Um, the the one thing that I do, or the one one um, movie that I recommended to a lot of people um, in my tech innovation world and the tech women world is um, the Social Network because I just thought it was such a interesting way of how um, you know that that social company was grown. I hope that's an okay answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course it's an okay answer because at least it's an answer. That's the first yeah. thing. So I'm glad. Yeah. And, and of course, you know, when you find people that resonate with you and their work that resonates with you, it is hard to, uh, it is hard to uh, say, well, this is, uh, this is, uh, the, you know, the book that I like amongst all those. It's kind of, it's kind of like my favorite, uh, you know, my mentor uh, guy that I really resonate with is Richard Branson. It's hard to say, well, I like that, that company the best. No, it's really, what he does and his connection and his philanthropy work and all that kind of stuff. The, so it's a great answer in our, it's just super stuff. And, uh, and, and I can't thank you enough for, for the time you've given us today. It's uh, been a real privilege uh, to, for me to have this opportunity to talk to you, to, to listen about your life's work and you being a startup and uh, the world is lucky to have you and, and all the work you're doing. And, and thank you so much for being on the startup Canada podcast show. And, and one more time, could you tell us how to get, a hold of uh, learn more about Technovation? Yes, so Technovation is a program for young girls to enter STEM careers. Our website is technovationchallenge.org. 
Um, a lot of the pitch videos are found on YouTube. Uh, if you look for Technovation Challenge, you'll see them there. Um, and, and then just for a little bit of uh, a pride thing, uh, if you go to the UN panel, so it's uh, <clears throat> HLP, Women's Economic Empowerment, uh, you will see that Technovation has been um, you know, recommended to the United Nations uh, as a program that would be good to um, uh, you know, implement in their country. Very cool. Well, if I was there at your home right now, I would be giving you a big high five. Great work. <laughs> Congratulations. Keep being epic. And uh, please, let's just uh, stay in touch as much as we can. Startup Canada is really proud of the work you're doing, and we'd love to continue to help you do that. Thanks, Rivers. Yeah, I'd appreciate any opportunity to, to um, uh, be for you guys to be the megaphone for Technovation in Canada. Um, yes. And yeah, looking forward to keeping in touch. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thanks, Rivers. You too. Bye. Thank you for joining us this week on the Startup Canada podcast, a show dedicated to unlocking the entrepreneurial potential of every entrepreneur with access to inspiring stories and tangible lessons to help you run your business. Want access to resources and support to grow your business? Visit startupcan.ca for the latest startup community news and upcoming events like our popular hashtag Startup Chats on Twitter every Wednesday and Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Till next week, I'm Rivers Corbett leaving you with a sneak peek of next week's episode. Hi, this is Catherine Dahl, founder and CEO of Beanworks Solutions, and you are listening to the Startup Canada podcast. The core values of Beanworks are to exceed expectations, work together, and never accept the status quo. How did you choose these values, and you know what's what's really what are the driving forces behind those? I'll say there's one, the most important one you left off the list. They, they the, we have four core values, and they spell the word Bean. So the first one is is beantrepreneur, which uh, and then the others were exactly uh, as they are. Uh, that work together is actually all together, uh, which is um, the the core values that came. You know, we we started studying uh, the Rockefeller habits uh, under the scaling up model, and uh, you know they talk. I, I went through traditional business training uh, and strategic planning training when I did my Bachelor of Commerce at Ryerson and and it was very much the typical vision, mission everybody should have some values but they didn't really sort of get to the heart of what core values are for uh, and the, the Rockefeller Habits model uh, really gets to the core of it of uh, what's important in any company and I truly believe this to be true that, that culture eats strategy every time. If you don't have a healthy culture in your company you can't scale fast, you can't you, you, you won't succeed very for, for very long but if you're a tech startup and you're scaling rapidly like we doubled our company size in the last six months number of people in the company so taking in that many people all at once trying to figure out how to manage the communication changes and all of that you've got to have a really strong uh, core culture and they then you also need that culture because you need to you're working with these people you know 10 12 hours a day I'm, I'm on a trip now with six of our team and we're, we're going to be together 24 7 for the next several days if you don't share the same work ethic, which is what core values are to me, then you're going to have a lot of clash and a lot of politics and a lot of issues in, uh, with the people that are working for you. And you're not going to have A players. So A, a players uh, for us are those people that exemplify those four core values, as well as being a high performer in what they do. And our, we want our company to be exclusively full of A players. And an A player who's really good, who doesn't share these core values might be an A player somewhere else. But if you don't, if you don't, um, 
these are the core the core values of BEAN are the work ethic of the founders of the company. So the four of us, uh, myself, Corey, Tracy, and Reza, are the four that uh, have been driving this company for the last several years. There were some uh, earlier co-founders involved, but really those are the four of us have really pushed it through. And when we sat down to do a core values exercise and we had eight at the time, and we're like, oh, no one even remembers them. <laughs> we're like, wait a minute, <laughs> we need to be able to remember them. <laughs> then we're, then it was through reading the Rockefeller Habits, we realized the core values are really the, the owner or the founder uh, and what they, what they believe uh, work is all about. And for us, you know, we want everyone to feel like they're an owner. So, and act like you're an entrepreneur. What would you do if this was your company and hey by the way everybody has equity in the company so you are an owner and you do the extra things you go the extra mile you you push harder you're tenacious you never give up that's the, the sort of entrepreneurial spirit the exceed the seeds exceeds expectation is the standard to which we hold ourselves uh the together is is we're a family. So we see each other uh, a lot <laughs> and we, we take care of each other and we, we help each other out. We want our employees to, and our staff to be healthy. So we have fitness uh, memberships for them and we want them, we, we have a, a Slack, we use Slack to communicate and we have a channel around health. So if people are out in the weekends and they're, they're hiking or they're doing something really fun and healthy, we encourage them to take pictures and share that. And that's sort of the, the, the as well as mental health. Um, and then never accept the status quo is fairly straightforward. We, we never take no an answer. <laughs> There's always a better way. There's always a way to get that done. There's always a workaround. <laughs> you just have to keep trying. <laughs>